Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. We're your hosts. I'm Ben. I'm Charles. And I'm Mike Fowl. Oh, yeah. Today, today, today. Guess what, guys? We have a Kinja in the house. Outro. Kinjas, but we have. Let's see, how do we start this? How do we, China's biggest sensation. <laughs> that Chinese dance god. <laughs> the Chinese dance god. Founder of Concert Hooligans. BST. BST. And now Kinesthetic. The king oh, of oh. get out of your mind. The king of get out of your mind. Turn down for what? <laughs> yeah. Turn down for what? <laughs> All of it. Wait, what? Yeah, Wait, I'm what? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying turn down for what? I just yeah. said it. I we just know. like to turn down for what? For nothing. Guys, we have John Ha in the house. Ow, ow. Welcome, John Ha. Welcome, dude. Welcome, Welcome John Ha. Dude, your voice is so deep. Is it? It's hot. John Ha's the hottie voice. Storytelling voice. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. John Ha, John Ha. Where to begin, dude? What is the story? What is What was childhood like? Where'd you grow up? Give us the whole scoop. Dang. Well, I grew up in the 66. Um, I think I was born in Bellflower, but then moved when I was two years old to Alhambra. And I have resided there ever since. Okay. Okay. And then uh, where was dance in your life? Or when did dance begin? How did it start? Why dance? All of that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, This story I've told so many times. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not your your usual, but semi like your usual dance story, like, uh, I started when I was around 13 or 14, but not because of music. It was because of my brother. Um, at the time, I was into rock and punk rock, and I played percussions. I played the drum set, uh, and I was in my own band at the time. So I was nowhere near hip-hop music or that genre of music. Yeah. Um, but my brother, he's two years older than I, and he was in high school at the time, and he was in this team called the AMDT, which stood for All-Male Drill Team, which later then turned into all-male dance team. Uh, and uh, many, many local high schools or schools around the Western Conference uh, all developed AMDTs for their, their schools as well, for their high schools. And we'd compete at competitions uh, traveling from high school to high school. Um, so when I entered high school as a freshman, he had, he had asked me, he was like, hey, would you want to join this extracurricular yeah. you know, with me? Um, and uh, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that time, it uh, dance wasn't as easily acceptable or or cool right. or hype or whatever yeah. uh, as it is today. There was no TV show about dance being cool. Yeah, there was no. So you had to be in the know. You had to be around the like some b boys, or you had to be around right. some poppers to be like, "Yo, this is actually kind of tight." Uh, otherwise, like you weren't exposed to it, so joining a team that was called all male dance team wasn't necessarily a very attractive thing. Um, <laughs> all dudes. Yeah. Just straight all up dudes. all dudes dancing yeah. together. And I, you know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch yeah. Michael growing up. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do anything, so I was just like, that is just like, it sounds completely not cool. Um, and then my brother was like, all right, you know, he understood. He's like, well, come to one of my competitions, you know, like support me. I was like, oh, for sure I'll support you. So I ended up going and the girl, the guy ratio there was like 10 to one. So I was like, hey. all right, what am I, what am I doing? How do I get <laughs> <laughs> dance where have you been all my life? 
and uh that's that's really what set it off but quickly within like a year or so yeah um uh yeah the passion and the hobby like for the dance became like a hobby and like it started manifesting that that urge to learn and you know yeah what's the age control. difference between you and your brother it's two years two he's years. two years older so, so he was bro. a junior yeah. i was a freshman yeah yeah big so it was uh, the girl to guy ratio that that locked you in. Yeah, man, like, immediately. Right, it was immediate this too. This is where I need to stay. Yeah, I remember uh, watching from the bleachers, being like, "What am I doing up here? <laughs> How do I get Why down there?" Why am I not there? dancing yeah. with them? I didn't necessarily. Want, at the time, yeah, I for sure did not necessarily think about dancing. I was just like, "How do I get closer? Yeah. Like over there." Yeah. Cause, you know, when you're in a band, I don't know. At least for me, I, was, I thought being the drummer, I was like, "All right, cool, I'm getting all." I'm getting all the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. I can see young John Ha, Travis Barker, John Ha. That's what's up. So yeah, all from these piercings and <laughs> yeah, right. I did have earrings. I had earrings back then. Uh, so from seeing your brother's dance team, experiencing the, the the energy to seeing all the girls, what was the first step towards actually like starting? Like, was it like a dance class? Was it <laughs> like just, yeah, who, we, was it friends you're hanging out with? Like, how did it start? Oh, man. No, no. So, I mean, yeah, immediately after I asked my brother, I was like, dang, how do I get into this? So he was actually my first teacher, although he was dang. completely unqualified to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he was my first teacher uh and we he wanted me to like i guess make my intro to uh our dance advisor at the the end of the year uh what is it what is that called stage show yeah so he wanted me to be there and and to perform a, a number with him so i did so but you know it was, it was our choreography and it was like super whack <laughs> so your brother choreographed something put it on you mm -hmm. And you guys performed it together. My brother and I, and then one of his other closest friends at the time. What was the the song? Dang, what was it? Uh, 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 no, like exchange clothes. <laughs> and oh, yeah. for real? Jay Z? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exchange clothes. Yeah. Oh, and we what, did. We did the what whole, were you guys wearing? Uh, it was like a what was it? Um, it was a windbreaker that we we like passed off to each hey, other dope, during okay. dance. So concept, Dude, those concept. jacket concept. jacket pass concept. off routines are the best. Yeah. Yeah. To exchange clothes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exchange clothes. It was so yeah. At the time, I didn't really know what was going on. But I was like, oh wow, we're following the words, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> doing what the song yeah. tells. And for sure, I was not dancing. I knew because it, it wasn't in my body, it wasn't in my bones or anything. So I was just moving. Right. I was moving, and I was like acting i was acting to the music yeah you know yeah. more than more than vibing and feeling it and actually dancing so but i mean that's that's kind of what set it off and then i got the cheers and i was like all right i'm addicted let's go <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> so from there like okay starting with with big brother chris putting mm. some uh choreography on you at what point were you like i need i need more i need uh some sort of official I mean, no diss to big bro Chris, but like, you know, in your mind, you're like, I need, I need something else. Like, like, what was that step like? Mm, it's kind of when I guess I, I found out like what the, what people were really like impressed by. And I was like, oh, dang, uh, b-boying is, is kind of where it's at right yeah. now. So I started uh, diving into that once bboy.net. That's where only place you can really get all your. Yeah. Your so this is before YouTube. From, oh, way before yep. YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Is it? We, we all know this. Yeah. <laughs> These are the message um, forms where you have to download the yeah, video. <laughs> yeah, you got to seek information as opposed to being like hand fed to you by yep. a freaking silver spoon. Um, but yeah, so like back then, uh, it was word of mouth. I went to the parks. I went to the, the, the parking lots and uh, met up people that were also, you know, like getting down on the street. And this is as cliche as it sounds like 
this is where street dance is like yeah <laughs> this is where it's from and i was like oh dang people get down here like at the parks and then in the parking lots and then um yeah we just ask and then they would tell me like oh go check out this website uh and also internet was very slow so everything dial up, dial right? up they <laughs> <laughs> Dang, this generation will that. never know what that is <laughs> they have no idea what that yeah, is yeah. they just heard me sound hella weird right yeah. now but the excitement when you hear that sound <laughs> oh you know you're getting linked up <laughs> so i'm about to connect my to the world my online girlfriend is gonna be so happy <laughs> my online girlfriend or man behind the screen is gonna <laughs> oh, be so man. happy <laughs> oh, that's, a whole other topic. that's a whole other topic but yeah okay um, so yeah you're, you're on these websites so i'm on these websites and i'm figuring out like how to do windmills how to do flares how to do uh six step into an eight yeah. step into a like three step i was like okay this is intense <laughs> yeah what's next and then it's just from there kind of organically uh manifested within myself uh to to pursue knowledge more so i mean it was, it was like like i said it was kind of it was organic. That's but I mean, you you really had to like seek it out, right? Like, so mm. you had to find out who are the other b-boys, the yeah. other poppers, other dancers at my school, and where do they kick it? Where do they practice? Where where are they learning their stuff yeah. from? So yeah. it's very like actively, intentionally finding your information, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And uh, at the same time, like I know it's it's everyone like probably has heard this story a million times before. And it's it is cliche. <laughs> it is it is the cliche dance story. It's like, oh, dance saved me. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I was I was kind of in my early high school years. I was kind of getting swept up by like you know just the wrong crowd, sure. yeah. uh, wrong influences, and and my my family's always been there for me. Yeah, you know, but it wasn't necessarily about that. It was kind of just the peers that I was surrounded with. Yeah, uh, not necessarily the best influence. Um, so yeah, my brother. He kind of came, came at the right time and uh, just set that seed really early. Yeah. And then um, it made me choose between two paths. And like, to be honest, a lot of the homies that I, I grew up with, uh, I don't see them around no more, mm. you know? And uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm here with the Kinjas and like, you know, yeah. it, it just shows a crazy path. Like you could tell, had you, had you made just one decision, it's like a yes or no. Had oh, you made sure. one decision over the other, your life would have been drastically, you know, different. Yeah, completely so, different. Yep. So, so I am, I am appreciative of dance and where it's taken me and where it's brought me so far. Uh, and yeah, just I'm on, I'm like on a life mission to to give back uh, while creating more, you know, opportunities for others to to chase this lifestyle. So, so from uh, so your training phases of like seeking stuff out, um, was there what was a point where you were like, I need to get on stage in a bigger kind of way, quote unquote, mm. bigger kind of way. Mm. Um, at what point did you decide that that was like something that you needed to pursue for yourself? Hmm. That's a good question. Because um, still, still growing up in the era where, you know, if you're, if you're a second generation Asian, uh, your, your family has immigrated over to America, yeah. you know, they've sacrificed so much. So it was, up to you to make the right decisions, not to not to disappoint, not to take advantage in, uh, of the situation, and to to not take it for granted that you're, you're given this opportunity to choose your path, yeah. right? So a lot of um, a lot of families or a Asian American families would kind of uh, push their 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 children to to more solidified career paths, mm -hmm. like you know the most generic nursing, doctors, business, sure. um, and the, uh, the the sort. 
Um, so choosing dance and, and investing time into dance too heavily was not necessarily encouraged. But my, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that my family uh, has been supportive about kind of any endeavor. Uh, my dad's golden rule was always just, uh, you can do whatever you want, but just whatever you choose, you must do it well. Yeah. So with that give, uh, given to my brother and I, it kind of just let the, the the weight of that decision lay on our shoulders. And it was more of like us not wanting to disappoint as opposed to uh, us feeling pressured to do something. Right. You know, with our time. Um, so whatever it was uh, at the time, I was like, all right, dang, I'm not a scholar, but I know the way I, I work uh, in school is like, if I can apply it 10 years, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. I'm going to invest my time and I'm going to pay attention in class. So uh, going into college and all that stuff. So dance, dance was always existent throughout my high school and into college life. Um, but it was never something that was like, this is going to be your career. You must put in all your focus. For sure. Um, uh, so I went into I went to community college and then later on found like, all right, none of these topics are intriguing me. What is something that I can really pursue in life? And then I was like, well, the medical you know, path, which is always kind of like, yeah. um, uh, an option is, is very useful because one, you can help your, yourself, your friends, your family, uh, with any kind of medical inf- information. Uh, so I went into medical school. I tried to become an LVN into RN program, mm-hmm. uh, finished three out of four terms. And, as I was dancing. So three out of four, four terms passed uh, and 2010 comes around and one of my routines that I dropped onto GRV um, uh, it blew up because, oh shoot, man, this, this story kind of goes on from like a rabbit hole. Hey, well, we have a rabbit hole for you, my friend. Feel free to <laughs> hey, dive in. Hey, dive in there. For All the right. listener though, GRV, what is that? Ah, GRV. GRV is um, the acclimated... Uh, version of Groove 57 which was a at the time a Pomona based dance group uh, it was a, a collegiate group but it wasn't a, a competitive collegiate group it was an exhibition group um, branching off in 2007 uh, David Lim and a few other colleagues uh, they decided to create a competitive branch mm-hmm. and uh, to to get away from the the image of just exclusively like, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what, what's that word for non-competitive? Exhibition. Exhibition, Exhibition yeah. uh, group. Uh, he changed the name, or they changed the name to GRV mm-hmm. and then made it strictly competitive. Uh, so doing all competitions that were within the, the community circuit. Yeah. Um, so that was in 2007. Um, Wait, hold on real quick, because uh, I don't think people understand that they just found out the origins of the acronym GRV. There it is. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's probably something that a lot of the listeners don't know. But also for the listener, I feel like we assume that people know what the dance community is. Mm. Like the whole mm-hmm. competitive circuit that we keep dropping, like as if the whole world knows. <laughs> Explain what that is. Like, what was your introduction oh, to it? And, and yeah, what do you feel like the community consists of? Well, okay. I came into the community, the the collegiate community, right? Because every every bubble, every dance bubble has their own community. Yeah. Um, but what we deem as a community today, and by we, I mean the pioneers of the West Coast, like, dance community. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the community that we uh, have, like, been a part of, I feel like Ben, Mike, Charlie, you guys have just as much, if not more, experience than I do uh, coming into this because I came into the community in 2007. Uh, 
But what it was, was, I'm going to speak for myself and you guys have anything yeah, else from your point sure, of view. For sure. Uh, do chime in. Um, for me, looking at it from a, a, a third person uh, perspective, the community was kind of like a place where uh, people can gather uh, without being judged, without being uh, like auditioned in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, to, to be who you are as a dancer, as an artist, to, to create freely, to present freely, uh, to share the stage to, and, and, and perform live for an audience, uh, regardless of uh, sexual orientation, gender, mm-hmm. uh, weight, height, uh, sex appeal, whatever, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. in the industry world, this is where community doesn't really exist. Uh, the industry world, it's all work-based, right? right. You're, you're, you're trying to get a job. So you're going to compete with other people to get a, like one job opening um, uh, or things of that sort. So there's no real so- support, uh, from my perspective, no real support in the job hunt as everybody's trying to get, you know, yeah. get theirs. Uh, whereas the community, by definition, it is a group of people coming together to support one initiative, right? Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of where I saw uh the promised land for for myself as an asian american right um because if i wanted to go into anything that involved dance as uh to further myself in it uh i wasn't really necessarily accepted in (laughs) in the industry as i am a a five foot eight asian male with tattoos like you know they're like we're not looking for that (laughs) well today i have dreads but i was bald back then i was just like not the guy Right, and yeah. I feel like that was the case for many of uh, um, people of color or minority, uh, well, certain minorities, <laughs> yeah. uh, outside of the industry. So yeah. I was like, "All right, cool. The industry is 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 what it is. L- leave that be for you know for others who choose that path. But for myself, who wants to invest myself more and and find myself and hunt, you know, more opportunities. I feel like the community is where it's going to be at in terms of support, uh, freedom of choice, yeah, and just opportunity because." Uh, at this time now, in 2007, there's this beautiful platform called YouTube. Oh, um, yeah. Where, you know, you don't, <laughs> you can upload a video and all of a sudden you have a portfolio that you didn't even know yeah. you can create. You don't need an agency to, to represent you anymore. You can represent yourself. Uh, but nobody knew that this was what it was for. You know, we just started like, oh, cool. I couldn't like record myself freestyling or getting down with my squad. And then I could upload onto YouTube. Tight. Yeah. You know, that was, that was something that was never readily available to us. Um, so when we started doing that, uh, the, the globe started catching wind, you know, mm-hmm. it was easily accessible to everybody. So they started seeing uh, individual people's choreography, you know, it doesn't have to have credentials like, oh, ju- dance for Justin Bieber or Justin, right. or Justin Timberlake or Beyonce or none of that. Like I didn't dance for anybody. Yeah. I, I, I never had the opportunity to. Right. Um, but I did get to dance with GRV. I did get to dance with, you know, um, my my family, my friends, uh, and so we uploaded those videos, and and started getting jobs. Right, like it was weird at the time because I was still in medical school, and uh, I was getting emailed because people would find my contact through my YouTube, which had my email, I guess, linked up to it, or they would find my name and then find my MySpace or my Facebook, which had my email like laid out there. It's kind of like a bad idea nowadays. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't let <laughs> yeah. kids don't let your information be like just handed out to people. Yeah. <clears throat> but oh shoot. Um, but yeah, so um 
they found me through those means uh, and started emailing me and giving me like traveling opportunities. I'm like, what the heck? Travel to Germany? Right. To teach a class? What is that? You know, I'm over here teaching $25, $25 classes at the local studios. Yeah. Um, and uh, and really it's not to, to, I don't think I saw it as like, this is going to be my career path. It was just kind of like, I need $25 for gas. <laughs> you know like and, it, and it'd be good and it'd be yeah. good to share the knowledge that i have currently you know like things sure. like that it was it wasn't so much of like yo this is what i want to do this is who i'm gonna be you know um but it kind of just i'm gonna keep saying this word organically turned out to be so and i remember those days i remember like uh, in those early days of <laughs> moving lifestyle uh <laughs> as soon as i first moved to la like uh, i would just be hanging around with everybody and then uh, John would pop over with his pop trunk sales. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And then he would tell me, he's like, oh yeah, I'm just got a break from school. So I decided to come over here. And I was just like, oh, so like the travel thing never hit you. And he was just like, oh, I don't know if that's right for me. And then, yeah, and then, oh my uh, god. And then look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, like you mentioned, um, so in 2007 was when you kind of entered the community mm-hmm, scene, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I feel like that, that time period, like 2007 and 08 was when, ABDC came out, yes, oh which gosh. also kind of like set dance in the community on a different trajectory because that was the first time the quote unquote industry was exposed to community, mm-hmm. like not only the dancers, individuals within the community, but like the teams and the crews that came from the community from yeah. like the Kaba Moderns to the Jabberwockies to, TM. you know, TM, GRV, you know, company, like everybody was like kind of now people started to hear these names because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, there's this show on MTV that like, there's all these like Asians that are like killing that show. <laughs> and then it's like, if you really like just dive back a couple of years back, you would see like all these guys come from this place that they would compete mm-hmm. annually at these showcases and yeah. stuff. So I feel like that was kind of the beginning of the blending of the two worlds of community to industry. Now, if we think about it, I feel like a lot of the, quote unquote community dancers are like killing jobs in the industry not only just as dancers but like as directors and choreographers that you know create for these artists that are like you know from you know all kinds of recording artists right from k-pop to you know here in the states yeah so i feel like that was kind of like a good time where the the roads were starting to kind of pat uh or the paths were starting to cross at that time Mm. right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 dude oh man there's so much to dive in about if you're going to talk about like when media started accepting us. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's hear a little more about you though. All right. So uh, I remember you had a clothing brand uh-huh. called Concert <laughs> Hooligans. Can you tell us That's about right. that? That was developed in 2009. Um, out of high school, um, my my friend and I, um, my best friend and I, Jeff Adambrook, he. Uh, he and I, we put, we put a lot of money into clothes. <laughs> I'll just say that we put a lot of money into clothing, uh, and a lot of a lot of time just like camping out for like exclusive pieces. Uh, when it dawned on us, like, dang man, how much does this actually cost? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. And he was a he was a he was an artist uh, in his own. He was he was in a AMDT with me as well, uh, but he was an artist. He was a pencil artist, and he would um, he would always draw. Mm-hmm. you know sketches and and just designs and i was just like dude man you're an artist you can create shirts right <laughs> uh and then he's like yeah man uh i've been designing this logo uh and he played around with a camera too a dslr uh and then he took a photo of like a bullet chain he had and he just laid it across the floor in a letter like 
it didn't it was it was like a fake bullet chain and it only went so far so the only shape he could make was a c he tried, he tried to make a full circle yeah so he, he like only went that far with it and wasn't even symmetrical either um it was just kind of like laid out in the, the shape of a c yeah uh and after that he went into like a, a adobe and a paint shop adobe paint photoshop, photoshop. Mm -hmm. yeah and then he drew an h just like because um he can do graffiti as well so he just like he just wrote an h real quick and he slapped that right inside of that that gap between you know the, the bullets yeah to, in the middle of the c so it looked like a ch you know and he was like he's like all right, here's the logo. What are we going to call it? So you guys had the letters before you even had the actual words that the letters represented. Pretty much. And well, I mean, to to my knowledge, to my knowledge, and this is so actually so long ago. And it was, this is how like random this, this, this idea came to like become a reality. I don't even really remember what came first, the logo or the name. Wow. <laughs> That's I just good. remember the name had no meaning at the beginning. Yeah. So he's like, uh, contour is a cool word. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, all right, hooligans. Cause you know, like we, ha we have to be something yeah. or somebody, right? It just right? sounds gangster, right? It just sounds, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. So we agreed. It's like, yo, contour hooligans sounds hella good. Yeah. Right. It was long as shit, but it sounded good. Um, so yeah, that's where it began like 2007. Uh, cause that was when I graduated and immediately went to GRP. Yeah. But, uh, during that time, like the idea of Contour Hooligans, uh, started, we started creating designs, got my brother and his, his best friend Vidu on board, uh, from their college. Uh, and they were in business at the time. They were, they were studying business. Yeah. So my brother and his, his best friend, they both gave a lot of, uh, back end, uh, assistance to, to, to create the brand and make it what it is today. Yeah. Uh, or what, what it was even right. till up, to, up to today. And what, hey, I, I'd say it's still around. When I travel, I see country hooligan shirts no way, that's everywhere. Wild. That's, that's wild. Um, but yeah, so I mean that that whole idea was sprung because just off of the 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 need to know. Like, I love clothes. I love apparel, and I love where it can go. But I was like, but I want to know, you know, like how it's made, and then I want to know how much it actually costs, and I want to know, like, I just want to know these things. Yeah. Because I, I have been an advocate of investing in yourself and not into others. Um, it means that I don't like doing loans. I would like to, like, you know, just buy the thing, whatever it is. Because I don't want to pay somebody else. Right. You know, for something that's never going to be mine. So with that idea, I was like, dang. Unless I hella support the brand, which I do, to do today. is like, then I won't put money into it if I can do it myself. You know? So. Right. Uh, in light of that, I feel like that personality grew to to become, you know, like who I am today uh, and making our own clothes kinesthetic. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, supporting the homies out there doing their thing, too. So was like fashion clothing line, was that like in the plan, like from childhood or was that just oh. something you found along the way? Like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of into this. I want to see if I could like make it myself. Definitely was something I found along the way because the, the man, the culture of clothing is is also like a whole nother beast. Yeah. Right. Um, in high school. And that's when I found out, I was like, dang, there's only a select few like human beings here doing this. Like there's only probably like 50 people camping outside this store for, you know, like overnight to ca cop these shoes. Mm -hmm. I was like, but once you flip these shoes, you've just made like a, a 10, like 10 times it's normal amount. Yeah. You know, I think I was like, and there's not a lot of people doing this. This is crazy. You know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was like, all right, this is, this is a culture in its own. Like if you, if you're about it, then you're, you can like, you know, make something of it. Yeah. Um, so knowing knowing that I was just always wanted to be 
in the know and i was like all right how do i build this kind of culture how do i you know because i was so invested in it but then i looked around i was like dang you know not a lot of people are doing this i was like how can i how can i make this bigger than it is today yeah. you know or how can i bring this to mainstream or how can i make this a part of my life more and then so fast forward to 2009 i was like heavily into dance at that time still going hard with grv now uh more and more i was like oh dang I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time to put pen to paper and uh, like crop these designs out and then and, and, and LLC the brand. And yeah. Then, you know, like officiate yourself. And I was like, I don't know what any of this stuff means. <laughs> My brother knows. So it's cool. Yeah. I trust. Yeah. You got big bro doing the business side and yeah, then yeah. you were the artistry side. Yeah. <clears throat> I think from what I remember, what I, what I thought was really dope about Concert Hooligans when I saw it was um, that was one of the few quote unquote dancer clothing brands at the time like yeah. there wasn't even a lot of other options right, right and it was cool to see because i mean i always liken dance onto like skateboarding like mm -hmm. what skateboarding was to culture like back in the 90s it was kind of considered yeah. like this criminal activity thing for some reason like if you're a <laughs> skater like you're automatically a criminal and then like somehow it got a little bit of mainstream exposure and then like it started to get on like espn and right. you know what i mean it started yeah. to like legitimize and then you started seeing like these like quote unquote just skate brands turn mm -hmm. into like now you see them in like Pac Suns and yeah, like you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. and for me, I never really saw that with dance until around that time. And and when I saw Contour, I was like, yo, like this dude John Ha has his own like clothing brand and stuff's like legit. And then like I'm seeing other dancers wearing it. So I'm like, yo, dude, this is exactly what happened to skateboarding. Right on, you know what man. I'm saying? Yeah. So like um i don't know man i just thought that was cool i mean was that like <clears throat> was that a part of your thought process or yeah. was it just more of like i'm just gonna do something because i like it it was definitely a part of the thought process going into it and really being convinced that it can be done uh to be honest i followed uh you know i followed the footsteps of uh our peers the masses mm -hmm. the was out uh dang near the same time as contour uh due to the fact uh, not no, not due to the fact, but we were out due to the fact that masses was you know the masses which uh, Bam Martin, <laughs> which was part, also part of GRV, mm -hmm. his brother, his older brother Kuyashan, um, uh, Macadies, and oh man, John, who else was part of masses? Oh shoot, if I'm missing anybody, I am sorry, but it's yeah, all good, man. like they 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 were visit they would visit the events with you know the dance events that we would be competing at and they would start like putting up a, a table and then selling clothes. I was like, whoa, like this is the homies brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, they're doing it too. So yeah. that, that's just kind of what just made me like, all right, we could do this. Let's get For on sure. it because I'm so, I'm still like heavy in the dance. Like I think we can, you know, breach this market and like, uh, create a brand that represents, you know, n not just dance, but like kind of artists in general. Yeah. Ah, all right, let's go back to 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 my my, my why I follow like uh, clothing as a passion. Uh, there's there's these two brands at the time that were super big. One's called Nike, and the other one's called H and M. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Who are they? I've right, never heard of that before. <laughs> two brands that I would follow extremely closely. Yeah. Uh, H and M, not so much for their culture, but for their their offering, what they they offered the general public. Uh, if you think about it, like, dang, I need I need this piece, this piece, and this piece for a party coming up. Oh, where do I get it at? Just go H and M. You you kind of trust the process. You're gonna yeah. find something. There, you can right? buy jeans and you can buy a suit. You can buy jeans. You can buy a suit. You can buy a freaking a onesie. I don't know. Yeah. You can buy anything at H and M, right? That's yeah. the that's the concept going in H and M. So it's just like, uh, 
we have what you want at a price that 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 won't break your pocket you exactly know? um and then nike they have something they, they have a consistency in their their product they have um they have a purpose behind their brand you know uh even if it's not the, the product itself it's the the man their mantra just do it right yeah like you want to represent that or you want that to represent you so when people see you rocking nike it's like oh dang you must do something like what are you an athlete or are you like what do you do right then maybe there's a, it spurs a question so back in 2000 uh, like seven when contra hooligans was like created at least that the concept of the idea i was like all right let's let's put some ideas down like what 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 does contra hooligans mean you know to me uh, as an artist to you as an artist Broke down the words. Contour means to define the shape and form of something or anything. Mm-hmm. Hooligan, uh, not necessarily a good term, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, someone, a troublemaker, someone who like um, causes a ruckus. Yeah, I was like, all right, here, let's try to break down the, the the whole meaning of hooligan. If there's a classroom full of regular people as a hooligan, who stands out? I was like, ah, let's just take that definition of right. it, right? The hooligan stands out. Um, so it's contour hooligans is kind of like. Um, the brand that defines the shape and form of people who stand out. Yeah. Boom. All right, cool. There. That's let's, let's run with it. That's so deep. <laughs> right. But you yeah. know, that's just kind of where I had to had to bring it for for me to be like when people ask about the brand, I was like, well, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. You know, like it's not necessarily uh to to, you know, be a negative influence or or create a ruckus, but it's more to just like highlight those people who who are different. Sure. Right. Uh, so like with that, that's kind of what made my decision to be like, ah, if your if your brand has a culture, then people will follow it. So in the dance community, if you're a dancer out of all your homies that you hang out with, you are always the one that be like, hey, yo, do something, man, do something, <laughs> right? Right. So like you, you hear music and immediately all the homies turn to you and be like, hey, yo, man, hey, do a freestyle, get down real quick. I'm like, tight. <laughs> I just got a rep one time. Yeah, for sure. So from Concert Hooligans, uh, like operationally, how did you like make it work? I mean, you had the ideas, you had your homie to design, your brother's doing like business stuff, mm-hmm. but like from starting like website to the Oof. web store, all that, like what was that process like and how did you operationally make it all work? Dang, website, web store, all that stuff, like out. we were so fortunate because we had kind of all the tools, but we didn't know it at the time, right? My brother, he was always into, since like, I don't know if you guys remember Zanga. Zanga. Oh, dude, of course. I had like yeah. four. Still don't know how to pronounce it though. Zanga. Zanga. It's Zanga. It's Zanga. spelled with an X though, right? X A N G A. Yeah. Yeah. What? What's What's Zanga without the X? Inga. It's probably a Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Inga. Inga. That's good. Um, but yeah, Zanga days. Zanga yeah. days. My uh-huh. brother would uh, would test out HTML. He didn't know what he was doing really. Change the color. Change the font. Change the text. Change the button shape. Like. Yeah. What the heck? My brother would play around with that and then he would find like it to be super interesting where me, I was like, I just made my background black, my text white. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that was kind of where it was at for me. But my brother, he dived deep, you know, and that was kind of his passion, his side hobby. Yeah. Going into college, you know, you already know he's in business and all that stuff, but like he always kept doing this on the side. So he learned how to develop his own web pages. He, he became the, the, what is it? The, Webmaster. Webmaster. Webmaster of his college of Cal Poly Pomona. Uh, and then he he developed all the advertisements around campus, so on and so forth. And he developed like the 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 site and he he coded, you know, so much at that time. But he never saw like it to be his career path. Uh and then he he uh went as interned for a 
a coding company. Dope. Uh, and then he he did internship for I think almost two years. If I'm if I'm wrong, my bad, Chris. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, and then it wasn't until after that that he started getting paid. And it was like, whoa, this you is get, a lucrative market. You can get paid hella for this. What the heck? Yeah. And then just ever ever since then, he just gotten further and further and further until where he is today. And he's just like a happy ass dude now. Um, but yeah, so that that side of the brand was covered. Where my brother, he always knew how to code. Uh, so he would develop our web pages. He would code uh, our our theme and everything. Yeah. And uh, he would also do graphic design because he did that too. Yeah. He did photography in, in college as well. So he knew how to take photos of our clothes, uh, market it. Uh, and that was a huge reason why we brought uh, photography into the, the community. I don't know if you guys remember the origins of this. Nobody brought photo well, drops. Why don't you tell us about it? Oh, man. Well, I remember. I remember seeing the backdrops. I remember backdrops, seeing right? the contour photo drops. <laughs> I remember seeing it. It's like, so, it's like you'd be at a competition. You see this backdrop. It's like, who are they? It's like, yeah, so, yeah. You take a picture here for free? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, people. Oh, man. That was the wildest thing. It's like, do I have people to buy thought, Yeah. They wouldn't come through because they were like, oh, no, I don't, want to, I don't want to pay for those pictures, man. You know, like that was kind of unheard of. Just like yeah. free, like with DSLR cameras. Like these are legit photos. You yeah. Can, you know, we didn't we didn't think about the impact that it can make when we when we started doing it because I was just like, hey, oh, Chris, bring your camera. Let's let's get a boat uh, a backdrop up so people can see the brand, you know, from a distance. You know, let's let's not just get a black table drop. You know, yeah. like um, let's, let's try to like find ways to market it, the brand more, and then we'll have we'll print out flyers and pamphlets for for our street team or Arsenal members, what we call them, to go hand out to people, um, and then bring them over to the booth and let them know that photos are free. You know, let them know because people don't know. We have like this, this, the, the, the flash set up and then the, the DSLR and then the backdrop. People are like, Mm-mm, that's a, that's a photo shoot right there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. nah, nah. You guys can take photos here for free. Just come through to our Facebook and pick up the photos, you know, and that's how we generated traffic into our websites. And yeah. that, that became, it became like, oh shoot, these high grade photos are better than any other photo that you guys have. So they're going to end up using that for their, their Facebook profiles. Sure. And, as soon as you know it everybody's backdrop is, or photo is the console hooligans like backdrop behind their photo yeah because they're just using those like headshots as headshots wow. <laughs> you know and then we did we're just like yo this it's turned out really good this is a really good idea and then throughout the years you know like as, as it moved on two years later like other people started getting photo photo backdrop like photo shoot sessions going on at yeah. the event i was like i'm not mad at it i'm glad that this became a thing you know, for for brands to exp, you know like expand and 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 reach out to other people. Yeah. You know, so that was that was really cool to see in in the dance community. Um, but yeah, so my brother Ace of Trade. Yeah. Ace of Ace of Ace of Jack of all Jack trades. of all trades. There it is. Ace yeah. of Spades. Like Ace of Spades. Better trader, than Jack. Jack of all trades. The <laughs> <laughs> Trader Joe's. Um, uh, I love it. I love yeah. It. So my my brother was Jack of all trades, and uh, he. Uh, he gave so much to the brand, That's dope. Uh, and he didn't even ask for anything back. And then, and then you had like you that. had mom and pops on the fulfillment. Oh side, yeah, right? <laughs> can't forget mom and pops, man, dude. Oh, dude, for your family business yeah. for sure. That's why we call you guys the hot dynasty. Hot, the hot you dynasty. Got, your guys' so family is stacked full of just like. Talented, smart, jack of all trades, <laughs> hardworking, like, yeah, smart working. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. My mom, my mom, my mom and pops. They they didn't really interject. Until later on, later uh, on, because they wanted to, they wanted us to kind of go through trials and tribulations, right, of growth. My like dad's, my out. dad especially, yeah. he, uh, he wanted us to experience like he would guide us and be like, you should probably do this, 
Um, or are these like my company used to do this? Uh, I don't know if it'll work the same for you. Right. And he yeah. always dropped those, those, those seeds and knowledge into our brains and we'd be like, all right, cool. Nope. Taken. Thank you. Um, and then he would let us do the work, right. Do all the hard work. And it was fine. Fine. It was like, it's exactly kind of how we wanted it. Um, until later on, he just saw like, oh, these, they're kids, you know, yeah. like, he's like, all right, here, let me, let me, let me help, uh, you know, let me help you more on things that don't really require me to be like showing like, Oh, dad's helping, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. so he's like, he's like, what can I do? Like shipping and handling super easy. He's like, we do that. We do like invoices and all that stuff for, he used to own restaurants and manage restaurants and stuff. Um, he's like, we do this all the time. He was like, here's a process. Here's the order and everything. I was like, Oh man, this is organized. Hello. You know, and you get things done in a day as opposed to a couple of days, you know? So, uh, he started helping out with that, uh, working hand in hand with me um on that the end and then yeah we started dividing up uh, roles and positions from, yeah because we all used to micromanage which is the most unhealthy thing for mm, brands for sure you know micromanaging is just like everybody's in everybody's cookie jar and you know when you get something done the other person doesn't know and he's like doubling up on the same thing that you already finished things like right, that you know right. always started to happen so we started delegating like all right you do this focus on this you do this focus on this for sure and uh yeah that's dope it, it seems like you guys kind of like taught yourself and figured out oh, yeah. the, the clothing business, the the brand development, like <laughs> it's just kind of like figuring it out and just using instinct. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We didn't, I didn't, I didn't follow any brand or or company closely enough to know their inner workings yeah. and how they're how they're successful. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of that information wasn't privy at our time of the internet. Yeah, you know, as it is today, where everyone's like, oh man. You guys, you guys need this information. We're just gonna have it on Google for you. <laughs> like, right. That wasn't. That wasn't. It. Yeah. So, yeah. It took I some love time. it. I love it. Uh, for the sake of time, because uh, yeah, I know we got arena rehearsal about to start up in a few <laughs> oh, bits, my But goodness. let's get to some. Uh, so, Kinjas. How did? How, what? What was Kinjas doing at the time, like in your life, for you to feel like I need to be a part of that? Oh man, 2015. Was when I joined, when I noticed it. Oh, 2010. <laughs> All right, here we go. Skip a couple years. Skip a couple years. Yeah. All right, 2010. <clears throat> uh, Ambu Black Ops hit the, the stage of Vibe. And uh, I was there as a competitor, GRV. Um, I remember I was going to the concessions and the, darks, the, 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 the lights went dark. And then I just like, all right, what's going on here? Like, why the, why the house lights turn completely off, right? Uh, and then like nobody's they, nobody's show has lights off what's like what's completely happening? completely <laughs> off like they darked out the whole freaking stadium yeah. so I was like alright what's going on over here and I looked over at the stage and a freaking story was unfolding man like an anime and uh, to me who you know like plays games watches anime all the time as a kid uh, I'm still a kid I guess um, <laughs> like we all are <laughs> dang it we're old kids hell yeah man kid for <laughs> life um, yeah so I saw that the unfolding and I was just like holy crap these are these dudes, I did not know you guys were actually drinking on stage, just to be honest. Uh, I was like, damn, these guys are getting down on stage as anime characters. What the freak? <laughs> well, I'm over here on GRV trying to be hood as shit. You know? <laughs> That's where I belong. Yo, and I was like, yo, it's tight. What the hell? Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, oh, man, it can be done. You can, like, live your inner child and still have yeah. fun with, like, the homies and stuff. So that was just, that, that would pique my interest uh, uh, because... Everybody that was inside the in the kitchens at the time, like, were my competition. So I was just like, 
what the hell? These yeah. guys are all getting down together. What the freak is this? Yeah. You know, so I was just, I was super, super intrigued at the time and uh, um, didn't know where it was going to go. Year after year, I see Kinja's, you know, uh, see their affiliations, Culture Shock, Kaba, PAC, TM, uh, you know, you name it. The yeah. community was meshed into one bubble. And I was just like, yo, man, these guys are doing things. They're bringing the community together, you know, uh, in, in, in another way as opposed to just competition. Right, this is actually the opposite of competition. <laughs> They're exhibitioning right. as a squad. Like, what the heck? Uh, that's kind of tight. Uh, and something that that resonated with me and my family uh, on a human level was that Kin just always found ways to give back, you know, to the community, to to other organizations, you know, whether it be through their affiliations like Culture Shock, right, uh, or of their own doing. Whereas, like my brand at the time, called the Hooligans, whenever we had the opportunity, we would donate to like third world. Uh, organizations or um, breast cancer or whatever like that was just something that my family always wanted to do when you have the opportunity to do so do it right um, so seeing that like within the Kinja's characteristics and like the, their nature at the time I was like dang how can I help how can I be a, of uh, you know of, of assistance or help or be a part of it somehow I don't care if I'm I am a Kinja or I could become a Kinja or I'm just you know the homie yeah that you know that can help do something because I just want to be a part of it uh, and it wasn't until like 2014, 2015 that Mike and Anthony made the move here to the 626 in the yeah. Park. And I was just like, yo, what's up, fate? <laughs> I just reached yeah. out to them. I hit them up. I was like, hey, yo, welcome to the 626. And you live close. Yeah, I was just, I was in a harm. I was right down the street. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yo, uh, can I, can I show you guys around? Bring you guys some, like some sushi right now. What's up? Like, can we meet up? And, uh, yeah, it just so happened. That was like our first time sitting down together, me, Mike and Ant. I brought my little notebook, which I never have. On me, I don't even know why I brought a notebook, but it, I, I, I guess I immortalized notes. You know, yeah, I immortalized yeah, some life notes there with them. I was like, "What are you guys trying to do? Uh, what, what's your five-year, ten-year plan? Like, do you guys even have one of those? Like, yeah, you know, I see what you guys are doing. My family sees what you're doing. We like appreciate it, and uh, I want to want to show support and help in any way I can. And I think that was when I was like, "Yo, if there's anything I can do to become a kindred, let me know." Uh, <laughs> you know, it was just like that. That was the, that was where I was at. Uh, uh, my headspace was just like, yo, this is where it's at. Yeah, this is the future. You took the initiative. You saw something that you wanted. You believed in it. Yeah. And you're like, yo, how can I be down? I yeah. remember I was with Anthony and Mike. Were you? Um, I mean, not that specific day, but there was a day where they're like, hey, I think uh, we want to get John Haw down. Oh, hey, What do you think? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hell Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just wanted. I it just reminds me of the time when, like, we were thinking, like, we were thinking about you, mm -hmm. and it's like, hell yeah! But please continue. Yeah, that was good. I mean, during that time too, like, the clothes instantly got better. <laughs> so, like, well, that was before John officially. That was before the kinesthetic was even. I know, yeah. Kinesthetic uh, wasn't even it developed. Definitely. It was just like Ken just t-shirts. Well, like, yeah, hey, John, there was you like clothes. There's like one <laughs> shirt. Go. There was like four shirts max, maybe a hoodie that we would sell at, at booths, at events, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like it, it seems like it happened like in a snap. And then all of a sudden, we had like ten shirts, and then the quality just got better. And <laughs> wow, it was, it yeah. was insane. Let's let's talk about that. So from concert <laughs> hooligans, and then you 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 evolved that into BST, and yeah, then dude. I remember us having a sit down about the the BST brand, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then that eventually evolved into the conversation of kinesthetic, yeah. right? Or I, that was even before it was called kinesthetic. We're like, yo, what about the Kinja's brand clothes? Like whatever said name is gonna be, right? And then yeah. we had that conversation with you. What was your thought process in terms of something that you had created, right? You and your family had created mm -hmm, a contour mm -hmm. to BST. 
And then like, what in you made you feel like I would actually want to evolve that into pouring it all into Kinja's? Uh, it's just where the freaking, the energy was pulling me, you know, where we're so sensitive to energy. And, um, at the time when I was like, dang, I just formed BST. BST was the evolved form of contra hooligans, uh, where, where I was no longer, uh, in the young state of mind of where contra hooligans had come from mm -hmm. and where contra hooligans had brought me was the BST. BST stood for the best brand. And the acronym stood for Blood, Sweat, and Tears brand. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily the best uh, BEST. It was just a BST, which mm -hmm. is like uh, you pour your blood, sweat, and tears into things that you consider gold, things um, that passion are, you love. Yeah, passions. Yeah. You know, things that are the best to you, right? Um, so that was like the the future of the brand because that, in you know, in all essence, is who I am. Like I. And us as artists as well, you know, sure. we, we pour our best into everything that we do. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was like, cool, people are going to resonate with this. They're going to freak with it for sure. Um, and that's where I was going to go. And at that same time is when I was just like, I looked at like, Kinja's clothing. I was like, yeah, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Y'all, you know, this is whack. Let and, me help you. <laughs> and it was, no, no, it, was, it wasn't like that. Because, you know, like, I knew exactly where it was coming from. Your guys' focus wasn't, you know, in, in clothing at the time. That's why I was just like, Dan, can I be of assistance? Uh, and then um, I think both sides of the party were super, like, um, thoughtful of each other in the sense where squad did not want to step on my toes sure. knowing, you know, like, that BST contra hooligans were, were my babies, you know. This is where, who I am. Uh, so they didn't want to take me away from that. Where at the same time, I would look at them and I don't want to to just impose, you know, and be like, hey, yo, here, let me take over, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of just like, we're both looking out for each other. And then it just like, kind of like, I think it took a while for me and Anthony to stare at each other's eyes and be like, <laughs> what do you want to do? He's yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like, what yeah. do you want to do? You tell me. I was yeah. like, oh, like yeah, I, I can I can help if you want y'all y'all need it. Yeah. You know, like and it just it slowly turned into like, all right, let's test it out. Let's, yeah. let's you know like let's put a few wheel training wheels on and and uh, we'll we'll see where this goes. And yes, once again, it organically became what it is. You know, yeah. nothing is ever forced within our squad and within Kinjas, which is the beauty behind you know the brotherhood. Yeah, I remember the first day that um you and I had our our first bro date. Dude. It was a Sunday afternoon. You're like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. He's like, hey, you want to hang out, grab lunch? And then like we went over to the attic in Alhambra. <laughs> yeah. We did a little shopping, aka R and D is what we called it. But you know, it's just shopping, like finding some pieces. Like, yo, like I feel like we can make our own version of this and make it better. And then I remember going back to your crib and then like sketching things out. And I was like, yo, this is like the beginnings of like this little synergy that we have towards creating. <laughs> The Kinja's clothing brand, right? And then yeah, man, which, you are you know, the style guru, man. Aesthetic. <laughs> style nah, man. guru squad. Always this team. FYI, FYI, for those who are listening, no matter what you put on Ben, it could be even a goofy outfit. He'll make it look dope. Come on, he guys. always looks the best. Yeah, he always guys. looks the best, man. Style hey, guru. Hey, I appreciate it. You guys, you guys make me feel good, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm so okay. Let me, let me deviate this little conversation mm -hmm. um so I, i'm sure everyone wants to know like about china what's going on with china what is china to you oh china is the land of opportunity <laughs> <laughs> ripe with ripe with opportunity um no it's just um uh, 2018 as of yet uh there hasn't been a 
an original like dance show catered towards the urban dance community slash street dance community slash hip hop, so on and so forth, things of that generation um, and category. So 2018, uh, Following the, the the hype of Rap of China that was in 2017, uh, which kind of like China's acceptance of, you know, uh, the, the youth, the the new culture and so and so, cross-culture yeah. mm. uh, uh, platforms, TV shows. So that one blew up. It was a huge hit in China. And they're like, all right, let's, let's highlight dance, you know, uh, in the form of hip-hop, street dance, urban dance, anything. And then... Um, they reached out to 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 me because they knew I was an ABC, which stands for American Born Chinese. Uh, I've been on their show two years prior uh, for for another show that in, involved Americans and Chinese kind of like uh, cross culture uh, um, experience, and uh, yeah, this one they needed somebody who was from the West uh, that can bring over like experience. Uh, in in the realm of hip hop and street dance and urban dance and so on and so forth, um, at the same time while being you know like representing China in, in some way, which was being kind of like birthright being Chinese. Um, the only struggle I had was I don't speak Chinese fluently. Um, I grew up second generation. My parents wanted me to learn English quickly, and uh, they also wanted to practice English, so they would use that on me. My Chinese kind of got lost in translation throughout the years. Uh, so going into China with this endeavor. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like, cool, I can help you guys with the dance aspect of everything. But beyond that, uh, I'm lost. Like, I can't help you guys. Uh, I can't communicate it to you guys well enough. And I can't hear your guys' problems well enough. So it was things like that that kind of like made my, my first dive into the, the Chinese mar market. And uh, How did that even start, though? They just like knew about you and reached out to you? They emailed you? or mm -hmm. how did? Okay. Uh, well, because I was on the show two years prior. Uh, the reason why I was on that show was was also pretty interesting. Somebody had stolen my my routine and performed <laughs> it on like uh, China's Got Talent, and they got hella good reviews. And then when they posted that online, all the comments were "That's John Haas," like all the comments. Wow. It was like a full red bar. Yeah. It was hilarious. So and then they you know they tagged me and I'm like that's funny. And yeah. then so someone from that uh, TV show reached out to me. Got you. Um, it was like, hey, we would like to invite you to come perform that live for us so we can see where it actually comes from. Mm. You know, not on the Chinese Got Talent, but like on another <laughs> separate show sure. for Chinese New Year. Yeah. So that was my first intro, and then that's when I first met all the, the, the productions, directors, and such and such. So they've just kind of always known me as that I mean, Chinese American. Yeah. Right? That, that can dance. And then two years later, the show happens, and they're like, oh, we know John, huh? You know, he, he, he kind of could fit this role. And of course, right now, Kinjas is like, you know, kind of popular. Question about China. Uh -huh. Um huh. John Ha. What would you say <laughs> was like the most memorable part of your recent China trip? Dang. Uh definitely. Oh man. I don't know if it's the most, but it's the one that just came to mind. Um it's it's getting it was the change in uh, nature uh, when being a part of uh, being a part of the dance community from the West, bringing that culture over to the East, uh, and having the East accept it. 
like genuinely authentically accept it yeah. uh, because at first you know there's a lot of there's a lot of foundation background a lot of uh, ogs have taught in china and ha continue to do so uh and um they teach them foundational styles popping locking house so on and so forth and uh china is like very proud of of foundation like mm -hmm. the teacher teacher to student respect um and that they'll pass on and carry on knowledge and and own that like uh culture uh, if you will um and urban dance kind of being our our child yeah. uh is a mix of all foundations that we've we've been involved in uh and being so uh generic or not generic um genuine here from the west knowing that people in the east don't really understand that concept yet because they're so like if this is house this is a house if this is popping it's popping if this is whatever it is and then if you do anything else it's just freestyle mm. right well, what is this like choreographed stuff you know like yeah. putting counts to move you know like you know a lot of people don't understand that that bridge uh where we have dabbled in that for years the past 20 25 years we've been dabbling and, and mixing slowly until what it is today um Wait, so everybody over there, they thought your routine that you performed was freestyle? No, 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 because there's a lot of people who, you know, we've been going there for the past like six plus years. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we've built uh, a following students have, have taken our classes many times. Uh, but there's still a huge, like huge number of people in comparison to the ones that have been learning urban dance that, that just do freestyle, that just do popping, that just do hip hop, that just do, you know, one of these styles and respect it as such and they haven't really mixed or or played with the concept of mixing and they don't know what urban dance is we've only we've only said to ourselves and our our our, our ambassadors of urban dance that were like yo we have to tell people from this point forward what urban dance is because it didn't have a name people called it la style yeah. uh, choreo style or uh, yada yada style they called it so many things because nobody put a finger on it mm. we we've only within the past two years like set our finger like yo this is going to be urban dance and this is the definition of it we have to pass this knowledge on because we have the ability to do so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Past generations didn't have the ability to pass on. You know, like text somebody be like, yo, that's called a Fresno. You know, right. like East to West would like call di you know, different moves, different names. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But they'd be the same thing. But no, you know, nobody had the, the ability to, to get together, say, sit down, respect one another and be like, yo, this is what it is. Can we agree? Can we t pass on this knowledge together? Yeah. So in a sense sure. too, because I feel like um, the underground scene was, definitely ruling over like the dance scene mm -hmm. for abdc here in the west coast mm -hmm. yeah so it's like abdc was kind of like its first urban dance type of competition uh -huh. Heck yeah and if to just kind of relate it to what you went through in china it's kind of like the same kind of like the, yeah you're you're, yeah, yeah. you're so freaking right that's man. amazing um and now yeah it's not so much that everybody's changing and conforming to urban dance now but they they at least respect it as a a path you know, um, because I was like, your urban is only as good as your foundation. So if you yeah. want to respect it, you know, you got to put in the work. There's a process to that. Yeah. Um, so what was the reception like in China of that show? What was the name of the show again? Uh, which stands for Street Dance of China. Street Dance of China. Yeah. And uh, I would imagine you'd hop on YouTube and look up clips, right? Yeah. Because we don't get Chinese TV out here unless yeah. you got. Like, well, I mean, you can go on to Yoku.com. Yoku, Yoku is the equivalent of YouTube okay. here. However, Sweet. there's no English in that app. Yeah, there's absolutely no English. My name is the only English thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, did you win the show? You didn't win the show? What happened? Ah, no, no, no. I didn't win the show. I did not win. It was another winner. His name is Hanyu. Completely Han deserved Yu. it. Okay. This dude's a nasty-ass dancer. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I got uh, I got eliminated, like, probably three-quarters of the way through. Okay. Um, but it was a good it was a good ride. Like I, I feel like um my purpose, you know, on that show it, it, I fulfilled it. Yeah. I fulfilled yeah. it and uh it really was to to how what is it, uh to bring awareness. Yeah. Right, to excel dance and and, and push push the that initiative forward Absolutely. in China more in any in any means like in a small way or a big way i just wanted to make sure it was doing you know dance justice and be like yo i told everybody it's like i haven't won a single dance show yet i don't think like many brothers on the on, on kinders also have lost every damn show that we've been on yeah we're just a bunch of losers yeah a bunch of losers we got a couple winners <laughs> we, got, we got two <laughs> winners right Charlie here ben, ben and Charlie both ben. Oh, ben got, come on. Well, we got two winners and, and two losers in here so i we're think we're all winners guys <laughs> hey but to be fair i only lost once <laughs> Dude, that hurts, Dude. Don't call me a two-time loser, guys. I, was, I lost like four times. <laughs> but the, yeah. isn't the losing aspect of like these big kind of situations really what kind of pushes us towards that kind of like more focused uh, pathway, you know? And yeah. I think your situation has definitely kind of catapulted you yeah, even yeah. more to like what your goals are so. yeah 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 so you are totally the justin bieber of china right now <laughs> well that's a funny thing like you didn't you didn't win the show but like china loves you right now like they keep uh. bringing you back to do <laughs> things so, like goes to show you don't necessarily have to be the quote-unquote winner no, no. to actually get all the wins right no yeah. definitely not definitely not and um of course, you know, being a winner, you reap more spoils and so on and sure. so forth. Yeah. Uh, so long as you deserve it, I, I always believe that's a for sure thing. Like, if you if you win, uh, and then your your momentum dies, you kind of weren't ready for it. Right. Right. Mm. But that doesn't mean you don't deserve it later on. Sure. Yeah. You just got to have that mentality of always being a winner. Right. It's not as I'm a winner now. Who knows what's next? You know, you got to have a plan B, C, D afterwards to to contain, uh, to create opportunity to to you know. Be the Stormbringer, not so much of the Stormrider kind of deal. Ooh, that's um, good. Stormbringer. Stormbringer. Um, yeah. So like it's it, it was that mentality that I feel like has gotten has gotten us through as a, as a squad. Um, it's going through those ups and downs, and uh, like that's why I embrace failure. I embrace like the times where you don't necessarily fully reach that mark, but you're so damn close. Sure. Um, uh, because yeah, it just it, it refuels you and it, it changes your trajectory. And like, all right, maybe should I try this? I'm, I'm gonna make it this time, and that that creates this whole new like uh, mentality and way of attacking. You know, the same thing. Yeah, which we call dance, and we 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 changed and evolved and, and morphed this mm -hmm. our performances, our stories, our our, our storytelling in sure. so many different ways to to attain. You know, the goal of like entertaining an audience to to innovating dance to sure. you know, whatever it is so that's i do awesome. encourage it yeah what do you see where do you see yourself in 20 years Holy is dance still in your life <laughs> are you years. are you out the game doing gaming years, uh, if i were to make a prediction of john ha in 20 years <laughs> go for it john ha would be a famous video game player with yes! a very <laughs> large community behind him uh still Doing kinesthetic things, except this time we're you know we own complex now. So he that's what that's what John ha, John Ha does. He does all the uh, artistic direction of where that happens in, over there. 
Um, his muscles are still there. His hair, he still is has longer. muscles. Good. His hair is still. His there. hair is longer. Uh, he, he, his his goatee is now a uh, small French braid. Because <laughs> um, you're my age, right? You're 28. So yeah, then man. Maybe you'd be 48, and I, a young 48 year old John Hall. Yeah, that's that's what I see. And you're probably gonna be on a boat most of the time. And you're gonna be wearing a sleeveless kimono. Uh, and just to add to that, you're going to be a video game character by then. Oh, That's yeah. it. How do we not talk about gaming? I mean, I know we're like short on time, but oh, from yeah. what I understand... <laughs> well, hey, like, do you guys want us to bring John Ha back for a part two? I feel like that's what the listeners want, right? Hey, we could bring you back for a part five, We John. can bring you back for a part... <laughs> I ask you real quick, gaming party. versus dance, which one? Oh, damn. Gaming. Oh! <laughs> favorite crazy. game right now. Favorite game right that's now. So favorite crazy. game right now? Mobile, mobile. Oh, shoot. Mobile. Uh, PUBG Mobile. Oh dang! Ooh. Okay, if you were to gift uh, some like a new friend any game they've never played a game in their life, what game would you gift them? Tetris. Whoa! Yeah, I, yes, that is a crazy. Answer. That really I would not have expected that. that. Fast answer. That was really good. <laughs> uh, favorite piece of clothing right now and brand. Oh shoot! Uh, bomber kinesthetic. Hey, hey uh, PS, you can questions. actually buy that. <laughs> you can actually buy that on the Kinjas store. That. That bomber has so much sentimental value. Like it's like yeah. when you have been donned the bomber from Squad. It's like, um, oh yeah, uh, it's like I belong <laughs> to something. It's like they gave people it to me love for the free. bomber, dude. Like yeah. we get comments about that, like literally everywhere we go, especially when we like squad up and roll mm -hmm. deep. People mm -hmm. are like, "What is that?" Yeah, I that's a that twenty year life. thing too. When yeah. in twenty years, we're also gonna be wearing bombers. Yeah, we're gonna be <laughs> like super enhanced versions super of the bombers. That twentieth version, the, <laughs> the self adjusting ones, like Back to the Future. Ooh, no, no, like uh, what is it? Iron Man when he goes, cat, and then yes, and then he press the press the button and it changes color. Whoa, orders. dude! Twenty years from now, <laughs> let's go. Color bombers. That's wild. It's just it, a chameleon. It has a built-in jetpack to it, so you can fly everywhere. It also has cup holders. Yeah. Cup holders are a must for your bomber jacket. All right, sure. we're Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited uh, pockets. Man, this is Unlimited fun. pockets. Uh, there's so many things we can get into, but uh, we are short on time. But we will bring oh, John yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, but Most before definitely. we go, we have this thing called Golden Rule. Golden Rule is Whoa. your life mantra. Uh, whatever that you've developed or found along the way, along your life journey that you uh, live your life by. If John Ha were to have a golden rule, what would that look like? Dang, I have. I am. I'm a, th a walking thesaurus you of are. golden rules. You are. Um, you're a walking thesaurus of a lot of things. You're a strong moral man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, but for now, I would say one of the things that I've always told people is once if you once you've done your best, do better. Oh, always room for growth my guy progression yes that's fire dude that's probably the sound bite right there that's once the you always do best do once better. you've done your best once you've done your best do better yeah that and should be once you've done your better do your best but once you reach best you gotta do better <laughs> that's Charlie's better than shirt. best there it is. There's, there's Charlie's life mantra right that's there that's Charlie's shirt right that's my there mantra. damn there it's it better is. than mine <laughs> I guess I gotta do best now <laughs> Mine's just longer. It's but like do best on a shirt, but then it says do BST in gold. And then oh. it's kind of, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah man. Throw, throw wow. them back, throw them back. Yeah. You if you guys it. look back to a lot of Kanto uh, Hooligans, like our, our typography designs, those are just my, my life quotes. Lead to succeed. Legends leave legends. Uh, so and so forth. What else? I got money, make money. Like everybody knows money, make money, but I had a little uh, uh, a stack, like an animated stack turning money. 
Yeah, things like that are just like kind of like life mantras on shirts. So yeah, we're yeah. gonna go. We're gonna go into that. Um, yeah. So where can people follow the the John Ha journey, man? People uh, want to find out what's good with John Ha's life. Where do they go? Uh, any any tag at John Ha J A W N H A or at K I N J A Z is kind of where I live too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you, you stream on Twitch, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We have uh, twi- uh little Kinja's Twitch, uh, Kinja's Gaming, Kinja's Games. Wow. Hello, John. Twitch.tv slash Kinja's Games. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then obviously Kinesthetic, right? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Right. Well, you can't find me, but you can find us. Oh, you that's, know? That's, that's Is there any uh, uh, projects you're working on right now that you, people can find? or Projects right now? No, nah, just stay stay on the, the Instagram, stay on the Twitter. Stay What's on... up for your Chinese fans? How do they follow you? Where are you at? Oh, Weibo, Weibo man. Yeah, what's, what's that all about? Weibo about is a, man, Weibo is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all into one. Um, and uh, my, my handle there is John Ha, J A W N H A, Ho Zhang Chen. And, and that's Excuse in Chinese. What was that last part? <laughs> Ho Zhang Chen. Thank you. There uh, it is. Ho there. Zhang Chen. Yeah. yeah. Your Chinese is even. There it is. <laughs> John, it's even harder than English, man. His Chinese game. I love it. Well, dude, John, thanks for stopping by the podcast. Thank uh, you. We're going to have you in here again. So, Salute. you know, um, appreciate your time, man. A lot of gold, a lot of, lot of gold nuggets, I feel like, from your <laughs> BST life. BST gold nuggets. BST yeah, gold man. nuggets. I want, I want Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging with us. Mike, you got any uh, little call call to action type Yeah, items? why don't you guys uh, uh, subscribe to us to hear more when John's going to be back on the podcast. Uh, uh, leave us a rating. Uh, and... Yeah, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, just uh, let us know. There it is. There yeah, it is. Thanks for cool. tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace out, Kinja Bang. Later. Kinja Bang.